Welcome into the PFF NFL Daily. Today, discussing player comps. It's draft season, and player comps are flying all over the place. So Sam and I will have our favorite player comps, all brought to you by DraftKings. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code PFF when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 if the golfer of your choosing finishes in the top 10 of this weekend's tournament. That's code PFF to turn $1 into $100 for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. All right, Sam, you had a good one the other day. So this this brought the idea up. You know, you had one for a particular quarterback in this draft class, a player comp that I kind of loved. So I figured let's go back and forth with our favorite player comparisons in the NFL draft. I'll let you go first. Yeah, player comps are tough. Um, I, I don't like forcing them, and I don't get that many. But sometimes when you're watching a guy, he instantly reminds you of somebody else. And when I do get them, I, I tend to kind of like them because I do think that they match a lot of the time. So when I was going through Mac Jones' tape to, to write an article about him and trying to work out why the buzz around him was so intense at the moment, I decided that Mac Jones was Mark Bulger. Um, I like it. Yeah, I, I like it. I don't think... And I don't think it's a negative thing either. I, people sort of think of Mark Bulger as just this other, you know, mediocre quarterback. But Mark Bulger was a really good quarterback for a period of time. He was good enough that the St. Louis Rams at that time moved on from Kurt Warner, who at that point was an MVP, a guy that had come from nowhere, won them a Super Bowl, um, and was one of the greatest stories in NFL history. Mark Bulger played so well that they effectively had to move on from Kurt Warner and hand him the job. And he played really well for a while until he ultimately kind of got broken behind that Rams offensive line. But for a period of time, like Mark Bulger was a legit quarterback. I really liked watching him play. Yeah. And when you, I was trying to guess quarterbacks from that era, because you told me, Hey, it's back in, you know, that mid two thousands or whatever. And I I couldn't guess. And when you said Bulger, a light bulb went off. Yeah, that kind of made sense. And Bulger, he played well with a very good supporting cast with the Rams. And maybe that's part of the comparison as well. When he had Isaac Bruce and Torrey Holt, you're right. They moved on from Kurt Warner like a year after Kurt Warner was leading them to the Super Bowl. Bolger takes over, puts up good numbers. And at some point, that Rams offense fell apart. So did Mark Bolger. And I wonder if Mac Jones is going to have a similar dependency on his supporting cast to the next level. But I I like it. Yeah, and they they were also... They sort of struck me as similarly um, really efficient and deadly within the structure. And when everything's going well and they're just able to deal, Bulger maybe has a bit more zip on his passes on the intermediate stuff. But when things really started to break down is when you like force either of them out of the pocket and, and things go wrong a little bit and they have to make things happen on the move. That was never Bulger's strength. I don't think it's really Mac Jones' strength either. Um, and, you know, they both have that little bit of goofiness about them. And you know, there's not... Can't run away from that seat. <laughs> yes, very relatable. All right, I'm going to go. If you guys are consistent listeners, either of the PFF NFL podcast or the PFF Daily, you've probably heard my Jamar, Mar, Jamar Chase comps. Um, I'm going to go with my original one. Last year at this time, I'm watching all of the cornerbacks that Jamar Chase was torching, and I was thinking, this is a bigger version of Antonio Brown because I didn't think Jamar Chase was going to run that fast. So, you know, he ran a little bit faster than I anticipated. But I think when he's on the field, he plays like a high 4-4 type of guy, maybe a 4-5. 
which is similar to Antonio Brown as far as speed goes. You're not afraid of his speed, but, you know, he's fast enough. I, I just think the nuances to his game knows how to get open at the catch point, has the footwork to get open before uh, within the route can get open at all levels of the field. And that was Antonio Brown. I don't think you ever went back and watched Antonio Brown and said, okay, he's not the best. He's not the best blazer. He's not the best route runner. He's not the best at anything. He was awesome at a whole lot of different things. And I think Jamar Chase has a lot of that to his game. And Antonio Brown for his size caught everything, even when he was covered and Chase just has that ability, knows how to make those catches in contested situations. Chase reminded me a little bit of um, Justin Blackmon, but a, if a better at the catch point, you know, a guy that was a better at going up and just grabbing the ball away from people and, and mossing them at the at the catch point. I, I think he's he reminds me like me of a few different players like you. Yeah, the other one I used was was Jordy Nelson as well because he has that similar at the catch point ability to separate. All right, what else do you have, Sam? That reminds me of a few different players, much like he reminds you of a few different players, as opposed to you being one of the players that he reminds me of. Doesn't remind me at all of you, just, just to clarify Gotcha, there. thank you. Um, Although, Rondale, as a receiver, I absolutely no, torched you it, deep, and it, we have video proof. Okay, go ahead. Stop it. No. Rondale Moore. Um, I've been using this in the main podcast for a while, and I've been comping him to Jerry Tuwai, a Fiji Rugby Sevens player. I was thinking about it the other day, and he actually reminds me of another player as well, also a rugby player, but a different one. Um, Cheslin Colby, who's a South African winger, arguably the best winger, arguably one of the best players, period, in world rugby at the moment, who just has that absurd, freakish, like, ability to step people. Um, and I was listening to a couple of podcasts recently were talking about defenses have to completely change what they're doing when they're facing Colby because you have to basically budget for the idea that the first guy will miss the tackle. Like, definitely, 100% miss the tackle. So now you're working out how do you miss it in such a way that he gets shepherded back into people that are two or three who can actually make the tackle, and what does that do to the rest of your defense? Rondell Moore strikes me as a similar guy, whereas at full speed, he just hits that step that just makes people fall over and, and grasp at air. And I think he's got a very similar skill set to Kobe in addition to being blazing. Fast. So everyone else is just going to anticipate the miss and take the proper angle for after the missed tackle. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, when you're playing defense and you understand that the sideline is your friend and shepherd them back to where the help is, all that kind of stuff, all the kind of basic things you learn on defense about how to <laughs> how to sort of err on the side of what happens when this goes wrong. All right, I have a couple more. Let's go. J.C. Horn from South Carolina. A lot of people think he might be the first corner off the board, and I get it. I get why people love him. He reminds me of Marcus Peters, and a lot of it is the boomer bust nature of J.C. Horn's game. His ball skills are incredible. Uh, one of the best in the draft class at getting his hands on the ball over the last couple of years, forcing incompletions, finding interceptions, uh, and, and pulled a Marcus Peters on one particular play coming off of his man to steal a crossing route, you know, a place where he wasn't even supposed to be. So there were certain plays on film that reminded me of Marcus Peters, and then you look at J.C. Horn and how physical he is, and he's right on that borderline of too physical, too grabby. Maybe there'll be a few too many penalties at the next level. Take some chances and give some, you know, let's receivers get behind him again like a Marcus Peters. So I think there's a boomer bust aspect of J.C. Horn's game that reminds me a lot of Peters. Yeah, I don't hate that one. Um, I Interestingly, so Mike Renner's been doing a million of these comps. They're all in the draft guide on PFF.com. 
Um, and we came to the same conclusion on a player independently. I watched Kadarius Tony play for the first time, and my mind instantly said, what if Dante Hall was bigger? Remember Dante Hall, the human joystick back for the Kansas City Chiefs? Guy was like five foot eight and 170 pounds. And you're like, what if that guy was six foot tall and, you know, came around again? That's basically Kadarius Tony. Absolute human joystick, but a bigger version. Um, and I looked it up and I think Mike Renner's line in the draft guide was basically the same thing. It was a six foot Dante Hall. And that's that's what Kadarius Tony is. And then Mina Kimes, of course, had the very perfect uh, online or internet meme or however you want to look at it, which was, you know, Mario running through the, the maze with all the big fireballs and the whole thing. And said, that's Kadarius right, Tony's right, right. game. I think that was a good comparison, too. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. No, that's original. It's like Mario 1.0, right? What is the Super yeah. Mario Brothers? The original, like the, the, the NES version, the early to mid '80s version of of Super Mario. I thought that was great. I got I got one more, and then one that I'll probably regret. Uh, Christian Barmore from Alabama, <laughs> interior defensive lineman. I watched him, and I was thinking Gerald McCoy. I'm watching Barmore, thinking this might be the best interior pass rusher we've seen come out since about Chris Jones. Um, because he's he's got that qu- he's got the quicks, the burst, and the, the pure athleticism that a guy like Gerald McCoy had, but also the hand strength, the ability to win uh, with his hands, with with power. I think uh, really big fan of Christian Barmore's game, and reminds me a little bit of Gerald McCoy from a couple years ago. Okay, what's the one you regret? Well, this is your thing. You can make comparisons and, and not equate them, right? Oh. So oh. Jeremiah Owusu Karamoa from Notre Dame. He's one of those hashtag fun to watch guys, right? He's a hybrid player. He's he plays over the slot. He's called a linebacker, but he's 215 pounds. He's a little bit of everything, but he flies around the field like Troy Polamalu. Troy Polamalu, who mm-hmm. is right there with Ed Reed as one of the best safeties of the last 20 or 30 years and just made play after play. and was just a unique playing style, but he was just flying all over the field. You never knew what Polamalu was going to be. And JOK from Notre Dame has elements of that to his game. I'm not equating the production, though. Just the style. Best player in the draft. I heard you. I heard you. <laughs> um, for me, let's let's finish on the easiest one in the entire draft. Uh, Asante Samuel Jr. compares to Asante Samuel Sr. Oh, They're the same human. The lazy one, but it, it's real. It's lazy, but it really is. Like I, Somebody should run a DNA test, make sure that they didn't clone Asante Samuel Sr. You know, right at the time they were doing Dolly the Sheep over in the UK, make sure that, that Asante Samuel Sr. didn't get some of that as well because they are the same player. So there you have it. It's our favorite player comps heading into the NFL draft. Hit us up on social media. Let us know. What are your favorite player comps for the draft? It's the PFF NFL Daily. 